Hey, DadBod Project brother, my name is Daniel Dezan and I am the host of the go-to podcast for men all around the globe that are looking to learn not only how to become healthier physically, but also mentally as well. I've been a personal trainer and a health coach for over 15 years and I've helped hundreds of men just like you smash their health and fitness goals. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Unfortunately, we are more than happy to sacrifice this all-important part of our health, which is our sleep. Who do we got on? Jordan. What's up, man? Thanks for jumping on the IG live. So what can we do? What can we do about the sleep? So the I guess the good and the bad thing about not getting enough sleep is that you won't die well if you don't, if you have zero sleep for a long enough period of time you probably you actually will die but for the most part if you chop and change if you chop out a few hours here and there you're not actually going to die so that is a good thing because i'm assuming that you want to be around for a little bit longer and you don't want your sleep to kill you or your lack of sleep to kill you but it's also a bad thing as well is because it doesn't give any drive and it doesn't give you any incentive to want to change and that doesn't give you any incentive to make you to want to sleep more because if you can get about your day for the most part and still semi-function then I guess subconsciously you think that well if I've only had a couple of hours sleep then that's not a bad thing is it? So that is the reality is that we are happy to unfortunately chop our hours of our sleep and that is a bad thing and we're going to get to exactly what kind of negative effects that has on our health of not getting enough sleep and we are going to talk a, a lot about the the quality not just the the quantity of the sleep but also the quality as well because those two things matter so when we're talking about the quantity of sleep, we're looking for a minimum, minimum, minimum of seven hours sleep, nothing less than seven. And I know right now you might be thinking, I have way less than that. And yes, that might be true that you are having less than that. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, you start to understand with some of the facts that I share with you that might be very shocking to you on, on how bad it actually is to be getting less than seven hours of sleep every single night. So we've got the quantity that obviously matters when it comes to sleep. And we've also got the quality of your sleep as well. If you're getting seven hours, but it's completely broken and it's you're being woken up many, many times through the night, then that's obviously a problem as well. So not only do you need to be getting seven hours sleep per night, but it also needs to be uninterrupted in a, in a sense that you are not getting woken up by your kids, you're not getting woken up by the cat, you're not getting woken up by the dog, you're not getting woken up by anything. You're not even getting woken up to go to the toilet because that obviously means that it's interrupted sleep and we need seven hours and we also need seven hours of uninterrupted sleep as well. So let's go through some things that you most likely don't know of what happens to you and what how your health is negatively affected by not getting enough sleep. And some of those things, some of these things that I'm going to share with you are probably going to be news to you and they're probably going to really maybe even scare you into sleeping a little bit more. So my hope is that's what it does. And my hope is that you take your sleep a little bit more serious than what you are currently doing. So there has been tremendous, 
data that supports that if you do not get a minimum of seven hours of sleep, that you dramatically increase your risk of Alzheimer's disease. Yes, increasing your risk of Alzheimer's and neurodegenerative neurodegenerative diseases such as that. Can't say degenerative. I didn't practice that one. That's the problem with doing a live. You don't have the chance to practice any words. Hopefully I can get that word out in the next couple of months. So we've got a question from Facebook and it says, does sleep help in recovery? Absolutely. Sleep is one of the most important parts or should be one of the most important parts of recovery. And unfortunately, because we chop so much sleep out of our week out of our nights out of our days and we then we obviously are affecting our recovery as well so super good question sorry facebook user i don't know who you are because all it says is facebook user so dramatically increases the chance of getting alzheimer's and that's obviously really fucking bad and that's most likely something that you did not know and that is to do with your your body and your brain flushing out the buildup of toxins in your brain. Obviously, I'm going to be butchering up this information because I am not a brain specialist. But from what I've understood is there's a buildup of stuff that happens in the brain. And if you don't sleep enough, then that doesn't get flushed out of your brain. And it's a buildup of that that causes the risk of your Alzheimer's going up dramatically. So if you are ever waiting for an opportunity to sleep more or and to understand the importance of sleeping more, you have found it. So risks of cancers dramatically increase as well. That has been very well documented. If you do not get enough sleep, then your risks of getting certain cancers also increases as well. Sup, Sherwin. Thanks for jumping on the IG live. So that's also obviously another important reason to make sure you're getting enough sleep in to make sure that your risk of getting certain cancers is not accelerated or increased. There's many hormones that are reset during your sleep. Most importantly, two that you should be aware of, which is which are called ghrelin and leptin, and they are essentially the hormones that are related to you feeling hungry and you feeling satisfied. They're the hormones that regulate that. And we have all been on the back of a shitty night's sleep to find the next day all we want to do is eat crappy food and chips and chocolate and donuts and all of that jazz. So that explains why we we tend to want to snack on crappy food if we've had a shit night's sleep because the regulation of our hormones hasn't been hasn't been performed properly because that happens while we're sleeping and if we're not sleeping well enough or long enough or with a decent quality then that also explains why you have this insatiable need to want to eat and snack on everything that you see in front of you the next day on the back of a shit night's sleep Increased risk of stroke, I found in my research into not sleeping enough. Your risk of having a stroke dramatically increases and also heart attack. Your heart attack risk also increases with not having enough sleep. So if you don't understand of how important it is to make sure you're getting a seven-hour solid sleep in every single night, then hopefully I have changed 
your mind on that. So now that you understand why it is important to make sure that you're sleeping enough, now let's get into two tips that I share with my clients and that I follow every single day to make sure that I not only get my seven hours minimum sleep, just FYI, if I only get seven hours, I actually wake up feeling crap. I think I need much closer to eight hours. If I ever have anything under seven and a half, I usually wake up feeling really, really crap. And yeah, I think it just comes down to a certain, to a certain level, it comes down to the individual. Some people can get away with sleeping closer to that seven. Some people not so lucky. And I think I'm just one of those people like my daughter that loves, loves, loves to have a good sleep. So if you are one of those people as well, then I suggest that you get closer to that eight hours, not the seven, but minimum, minimum seven. What's going on in IG world over there? We got some comments going. I have to read sideways because my phone is in horizontal. And what do we got? Stop swearing. I keep seeing all I think is you while you're doing. <laughs> yes, lots of swearing comes from here. All right. Let's get into the two tips that I follow myself and that I speak with my clients about how to improve the quality and also the quality the quality of the sleep. Did I say quality two times? The quantity and the quality of your sleep. So tip number one, if you are a coffee drinker, hands up if you're a coffee drinker. Yay! We're <laughs> coffee drinkers, put your hands up. If you are a coffee drinker, then you need to start to reduce the amount of caffeine that you're having through the day and understand that caffeine has about an eight hour shelf life or what yeah shelf life we'll call it that an eight hour shelf life so what that means is if you have a coffee at 2 p.m then don't expect it to leave your system until you it gets to around 10 p.m. And of course, if you're trying to get to sleep during that time, that could obviously affect your sleep with caffeine being a stimulant drug. So re either reducing the caffeine or being mindful of the timing of when you're having your caffeine will significantly help to improve your sleep. And I tell most of my guys who are caffeine addicts, that have multiple coffees per day to stop having their caffeine hit around that midday, around that midday mark, so that by the time they get to 8 p.m., that they're sweet and it's not going to affect their sleep very much. But then I also have, and it also obviously depends on your sensitivity to caffeine. I know my wife in particular is very, very sensitive to caffeine in a sense that if she has caffeine after 10 a.m., then she's wide awake the whole night that night. So very, very sensitive to caffeine. So if this is you, then you might want to consider increasing the amount of time that you have longer to be than eight hours. So that would be tip number one. And that's a pretty easy one as well, because I like easy tips to follow. And I think the easier the tip, the more effective it can be in the long term. Tip number two that I have for you is one that we are all guilty of, and that is reducing screen time at night. 
this is one that we all should be putting our hands up saying that we are all guilty of because whether it be a screen from our phone, whether it be, whether it be the screen from our TV or our iPad or tablet or whatever, we are constantly looking at screens. And the problem with looking at screens is they emit what is called blue light. And blue light actually stimulates our eyes and therefore stimulates our brain to replicate as the sun would have been rising back in the Stone Age days. And of course, that is mixed messages to the brain because while we are trying to fall asleep in bed, we have just been copying flashes of blue light on our screens for hours on hours. And now we're trying to tell our brain to do the complete opposite of what we've been simulating, which is the sun rising through the blue light radiation. So radiation? Yeah, we'll call it that. So reducing screen time is one thing that when I get my clients that present to me with poor sleep and can't, not being able to get to sleep, it's really one of those areas that's quite easy to do. And I tell them just to remove the amount of screen time or at least reduce it with the hours leading up to their bedtime. And they find that they not only get to sleep faster, but they have a better quality of sleep. And almost all of them report to me that they wake up the next day feeling more refreshed as well. So yeah, they are two tips that you can follow to make sure that you get a better night's sleep. And hopefully with some of the information that I just shared with you on today's podcast, my hope is that you understand of just how important getting a solid seven to eight hours of sleep every single night is. It's time to stop using and almost wearing like a badge of honor, having having not enough sleep. I mean, it's not cool. It doesn't make you doesn't make you the the hard worker and you need to stop sacrificing your health by having not enough sleep because no one thinks you're cool they especially won't think you're cool if you get alzheimer's as a result of not drinking not drinking not drinking enough water not sleeping enough so yeah we'd prefer that you don't get alzheimer's and if the only thing that you changed out of this was you started to sleep more then you are going to massively reduce the risk of cancers and Alzheimer's and heart disease and strokes and all that nasty shit. So who would have thought? Go to sleep earlier, wake up a little bit later, have a better quality sleep and your entire life can be improved. So I would love to hear what your advice, not advice, what your tips are on this. I would love to hear what you, what your thoughts and opinions are on this topic. I know it's an area that many of us like to talk about and like to cut short with our with our sleep so be curious to know how many hours of sleep you're actually getting per night if you comment down below my hope is that you got some value from this and we will jump on tomorrow for another dad bod project daily podcast and we'll dive into another topic. So that's it from Coach Daniel from The Dad Bod Project. Thank you so much for your attention. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a beautiful start to the week. Make sure that it's a productive one or what we call it around here, hashtag Motivation Monday. Have the best day ever. Have the best week ever. And we'll catch up tomorrow and do it all again. That's it from me. Ciao.
Thank you so much for tuning into the Dad Bod Pod podcast, the number one podcast for learning exactly how to live a long, strong, and healthy life as a modern day man. If you are getting value and want to work with me and my team to learn how to accelerate those precious health and fitness goals of yours, then what I want you to do is go to my Instagram at the.db.project and DM me with the words dadbod. Or if Facebook is more your jam, then why not slide into my DMs with the words dadbod to my personal account under the name Daniel Dezen, D-E-Z-E-N. Our mission is to help busy men get more active and help them love who and what they see in the mirror all over again. So go to my Instagram at the.db.project or my Facebook page and DM me with the word dadbod and me and you can have a chat to help put you on the right correct path for those health and fitness goals of yours.